0: The New Challenger. From 8-bit to 35mm, game beds to the silver screen. Your favorite video game characters are on a quest to become movie icons. Can they unlock the achievement? Let's go for Broke. It's time to Press X to Reload. Hey everybody, welcome back to Press X to Reload. Uh, The, well, at this point, somewhat successful quest to find positive video game to film adaptations. Joining with me today are Wayne Brissette and Mark Athenis. Wayne? Gentlemen. Mark? How goes it? Of course, I am Nick Moore, and uh, as we mentioned when we finished off last time, today we're doing something slightly different, more video game adjacent. Uh, so everything we've looked at up to this point has been a direct adaptation of an existing property. Whereas this game, is, this game to film is more of just an adaptation of almost video games in general. We're looking at Wreck-It Ralph, uh, made by Disney, Pixar. I can't even tell the two apart anymore and following who's (laughs) clearly Donkey Kong, but not because of, I don't know, rights, but uh, Ralph, the titular villain who wants to be a hero on his quest to, well, basically prove that he's worth something. Gentlemen, how do you feel about this film? Go ahead, Mark. I
1: deeply, deeply enjoy this movie. It's just one of those movies that for me, uh, I don't know, man, it, it, it had been a while, I guess, prior to seeing this movie originally, and then it reminded me watching it again. Just the joy of like how great Pixar is or <laughs> Disney or who cares. It, it's just, it has all the feels in it with a nice nod and great humor. And like, I don't know, I think it's a thoroughly enjoyable film. And it really does, at moments, brought me back to that little nostalgia of uh, spending time in an arcade, just hours with quarters in your pocket. So it's, it's a good time.
0: No, absolutely. Wayne?
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, this is one of my favorite animated films. I can easily say I watch this quite a few times a year. Uh, It's just one of those movies I pop on either to sit down and watch in full or to have in the background. Like Mark said, it it can pull at the heartstrings. It's funny. (laughs) It's just got great pacing, great writing. They threw in the right nostalgia. You kind of have a smile on your face the whole film. Even by the end of it, you just even I can look back and reflect and say, you know, any bad things I've done in my life. I'm not really a bad guy, right? So (laughs) it's got, it's got a lot. It's got a lot of good morals. I don't know. It's just a solid film. I don't know. It's it's really good. Good music. Funny. Like Mark said, it's got everything. It's one of my favorites. I know it's not a lot of other people's favorites, but it's definitely one of my favorites that I pop on all the time and watch.
0: I 100% agree. I adore this film. And To get anyone caught up who hasn't seen it, and if you haven't, please, please, God, watch this movie. This movie is fantastic. Whether or not you like video games or not, it's just a really well-told film. Uh, But the the character in question, Ralph, he's the villain in a video game uh, that is very similar to Donkey Kong where he's at the top of a building and he's smashing stuff and Fix-It Felix, who is the hero of that game, has to fix things. (laughs) Ralph gets tired of being seen as the villain and all the characters in the game kind of looking down on him and decides that he's going to prove he can be a hero and goes off on a quest to do so and it sets a whole bunch of things in motion and calamity and growth and all of those things. One of the big strengths of this film, in my opinion, is the fact that it's not a direct adaptation. It's very video gamey. You have all these different characters, Sonic and Bowser, and all of these characters are in as cameos. But the fact that they use Ralph as adjacent to a video game character. He's clearly a representative of the Donkey Kong villain, but because he's Mm -hmm. not specifically that character, there's far more freedom to actually give him an arc. And I feel like if they just tried to go, hey, let's make Donkey Kong the movie and do this story, Nintendo would have stamped it out really quickly. Uh, Whereas making it an original property, they have much more latitude to have a beginning and middle and end to a story, to have him try to prove that he's a hero and find out ultimately... Being the bad guy so that a hero can exist is not that bad a thing. A video game has to have some sort of obstacle <laughs> to overcome, and him being that obstacle gives him a purpose. It's a really smartly written film in that regard, and I think you could only pull that off if you don't have it based on a specific property, but based on the spirit of how a, an arcade 1980s kind of video game would work. Very clever. Like, I very neat
2: stuff. You compare it to like the Donkey Kong. And let's be honest, how much story can there really be with Donkey Kong, right? So, <laughs> so just, no, but tie. that brings it to your point that you have to you you can use that as an example, but by giving it its own thing, it can create its own arc, which is brilliant. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. One of the things I think is again charming about it is the fact that I, I like that it's it is all the rejects. It's all the the outsiders who are the kind of the heroes of this thing.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: like the what's her name, Glitch?
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. Vanellope von Sweets.
1: Yeah. yeah, like her glitch that, that that's actually a good thing. That, right. that that's an intended thing. That she's a bit of a reject, as is Ralph. But they're what's needed, and I, it's kind of again a nice uh, a nice story, you know. Um, yeah. And again, like the, the the callbacks to you know those times playing like whether it's your classic arcade game or like Mario Kart, like it, it's just. All these little gnaws, like the Felix fix its little girlfriend there. She's like a, a mix of, like, Halo and uh, us, or Samus. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, take your pick. It's just it's such a cool... Uh, it's just brilliant. I, I love it. Absolutely, absolutely priceless movie.
0: So the film opens up with... It's actually an arcade. Like, you've got all the games there. And mm-hmm. Ralph's character is kind of explaining that he's in a video game and he's the villain. Now, one thing that I find kind of <laughs> hilarious and ridiculous at the beginning is when you see the opening cinematic as it were for the game he's got his stump in the middle of the woods the townspeople bulldoze it off to a dump (laughs) in the corner build a condo and he's somehow the villain because they relocated his home into (laughs) the trash you moved my stump they really come (laughs) across as jerks in this story like oh yeah Yeah. for sure it does a good job in that sense of going okay yeah he's the villain because he's mad at them and says oh, I'm going to wreck it and wants to start smashing their building but you immediately identify with him, going well if someone bulldozed my home and then built up a condo in front of it if I had the the gigantic huge ham fists <laughs> like gloves <laughs> yeah. that he's got I'm going to wreck it too he's got in my opinion sure. every justification for being frustrated I thought that was kind of mm-hmm. neat to give some form of backstory to why he's even the villain in the first place rather than just, well, he's the villain, because then how do you feel like there's an arc? They start him off as being kind of a good guy and then the fact that it looks like it's not just him but all villains seem to have some sort of existential crisis over the fact that they're villains, (laughs) that there's an actual support group for Villains Anonymous (laughs) Which is amazing It's a great opening They get together and talk about one game at a time
2: they even have their little slogan oh, that they, that they it's say. It's amazing.
0: And, that slogan. Yeah. And yes. I mean, going way to the end, they call back to it beautifully. But the, I'm yeah. bad, and that's good. I will never be good, and that's not bad. There's nothing better than yes. who I'm supposed to be. That's really cool.
2: Like you said, they yeah. called on that again at the end. And I'll be honest, I know we're skipping here, but that that scene is probably my favorite scene in the whole oh. show. Like oh, it just pulls at yeah, your absolutely. heartstrings. It's it's it comes yes. full circle. It's all about this is what being a hero is really about. It's ah, oh, it's yes. beautiful.
1: Yeah, and that 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 tone of self acceptance. Uh, it, right. It's just such a great, and again, why I think I like it, and, and maybe I, especially as an adult, is like yeah, like I, I like it's one of the those wholesome car- cartoon animated things for kids yeah it's kind of ridiculous at times but it's got a lot of if you really look some really deep great messages and Mm -hmm. at the at the same time uh, again tugs on the nostalgia for for gaming in through my childhood like spending hours in an arcade like you know beating teenage mutant ninja turtles on the (laughs) arcade you know god knows how much money i spent on the thing but like it's a (laughs) a treasured, treasured you know thought process and i don't know it's kind of
0: Fun. Oh, absolutely. Like watching it uh, this weekend, I sat down and watched it with Corinne and with Parker Aliana disappeared to wherever. Uh, But the number of times (laughs) even just in the opening where they go to the main game hub that seems to exist somewhere in between the arcade Mm -hmm. games, Mm-hmm. The number of times I was pausing it to go, holy crap, look, there's Paperboy, and he's dodging between yeah. the pong sticks <laughs> and the ball they're shooting back and forth in the main hub. And you've got Chung Lee walking with mm. Daisy and Peach. Like all of the existing yeah, yeah. characters, the fact that Sonic is there giving exposition in the background of make sure not to leave your game, because if you die in someone else's game, you die for real. Game over! So good. It's a clever way of sneaking yeah. in some exposition. And then, of course. I love the. Yeah. Go ahead. Washed go up, Cubert. Oh, washed yeah. up, Cubert, in there as well too. Like it's ah, super, he, oh he deserves to be washed up. Nobody liked that game anyway. Oh, I wanted terribly. to like it, <laughs> but like Ken yeah, and Ryu to fight and then going to Tappers. I love that they go yeah, to an that's actual amazing. they go yeah. to an actual game yes. about a bartender. Like that is just beautiful. No, but, it's just so yeah. well thought out. And wasn't intending for this particular tie-in, but I know last time we watched Street Fighter, and this time Zangief shows up again, and again, Zangief's one of my favorite things about this film, in his <laughs> brief amount of time. He's just Absolutely. delightful, he's so great, you've got him, and Satan, and all the other characters inside the uh, the villain support group, and he's the one saying that you know it's okay, mm-hmm. Ralph, to... You know, just because you're a bad guy does not mean you are a bad guy. <laughs> bad guy. Well, that's one of the <laughs> best lines. It's so good. And and
2: is it just okay. me or does that does it mean that uh, he got hammered at uh, tappers and left
0: his underwear because he I his was underwear in the last I found his underwear and lost it? Found. So yeah. yeah well, right? Ralph- what? Ralph decides he's going to go looking for a medal to prove he's a hero, and he's going through that g- box of junk at Tappers, and you've got a couple of good gags there for things that he pulls out, including the Metal Gear exclamation yeah, mark, yeah. but he pulls out Zangief's yeah. underwear, or his briefs, or whatever, I look at Crit I'm like, did he leave there nude at some point? Like, That's must have drunk got drunk on,
1: <laughs> Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good. I love it. And that's, again, part of their brilliance, right? It's the the kids mm-hmm. don't get that. No. Whatever, Spear of Underwear. But the adults who are gamers are like, <laughs> those are Zanky's underwear.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. And then, of course, that transitions to yeah. him going to Heroes Duty, the first-person shooter game, which, one, I loved they mm-hmm. showed the change in tone between video games back in the 80s when you had your Donkey Kongs and your Mario yes. to this super intense, crazy first-person shooter against a horde of aliens when he sneaks in there and you've got all the other soldiers and the one guy who's only been in it for apparently a week and he's just shell-shocked just that every time it's the same. <laughs> kill the bugs, climb yeah. the tower. Kill the bugs, climb the tower. Like It's just super intense and how awesome the actual first-person shooter is. Yes, the computer screen. that was good with the with the rifle that the player controls like just brilliant stuff really cool it was really
2: thought out well
0: oh yeah and it looks absolutely chaotic the amount of things happening there and he's losing his mind and like grabbing onto the first person shooter (laughs) to scream at it and the the girl playing it in the arcade (laughs) is like i think the game's broken
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) I think it's fantastic.
0: The movie has a really solid pacing of how it's jumping from each kind of set piece to set piece. You've got his Mm -hmm. existing arcade where Crin pointed out, and it's kind of wonderful. He seems to move fluidly. Felix moves fluidly. But all of the residents who are really just background characters, they're moving with this really stilted, (laughs) basic animation (laughs) because they're not meant to do much other than be in the windows. (laughs) So they're not given the same level of attention. (laughs) I thought that was kind of awesome. But like you have him go from that yeah. to the Hero's Duty game, and then they spend the majority of the the film inside the We're Mario the Kart knockoff, yeah. the, the sweets place, which you can levy a complaint that it spends quite a bit of time there, but all of the main players, all of the main characters, either reside there or gain something from it. So it it makes sense, right. mm-hmm. but it spends more time in that location than any other. Thank God that I'm location not, is I'm- interesting. I'm-
2: yeah, I was going to say, I'm not too <laughs> yeah. upset with that because, no. again, the bulk of the story, and it's a good story, it still takes place there, which leads into,
0: obviously, our villain, which I like. <laughs> oh, the villain's great, and the villain is a really good <laughs> heel turn because when you, and again, yeah. spoilers it's for anyone salmon. who hasn't it's seen it, exactly stop salmon. this, go watch it, but they talk mm. about in hushed tones going turbo when he says he's going to leave and go to another game, and apparently going turbo is reminiscent of this character Turbo from Turbo Racer, who got angry that no one was playing his game, so he started trying to take over other games, and eventually his game got unplugged because he wasn't there. In the sweets place that they're at, I think it's Sugar Rush is the name of it. I think so. Yeah, Either way, the Mario Kart so, knockoff yeah. land that's made of candy. Mm-hmm. You have this character King Candy who turns out by the end is actually just turbo in disguise Uh, but Alan Tudyk voicing him and that man is a bloody (laughs) chameleon he is awesome (laughs) in it Uh, but it was interesting to me because there's a a turning point about halfway through the film you have Wreck-It Ralph meet Vanellope von Schweetz and she's an outcast like him and they both want a coin or a medal so they can become better than what they are when King Candy says to Wreck-It Ralph I can't let you have her race because if she wins, she's a glitch and she'll get kind of, like, deleted from the game because it'll try and correct itself. She can't actually win. Like, it'll mess everything up.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: You find out that he's lying and it's because he doesn't want her to reset it and kind of kick him out. But there's a part of me that wonders what the movie would play like if the king wasn't actually a traditional villain and he was telling the truth. Like, that creates a really tough moral quandary for Ralph they wash it away yeah. real quick by going he's yeah. a villain, but there's a part of me wants to see a version of this film where King Candy says, no, no, you can't let her win, and Ralph has to decide what's more important. Everybody and this existing mm-hmm. game, or her winning, or her. now having her glitching the system, and that entire game gets unplugged because people think it's broken. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: His argument was really strong. He turns out that he's a sack of- and he's Blood. lying. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a yeah. good argument. It fooled me the yeah. first time I, I watched yeah. it. He fooled me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it seems genuine. Yeah.
2: Right? No, because, it, like you said, it is a good argument. So you're yeah. thinking, okay, that, that all makes sense. It actually makes sense. Yeah, it
1: totally did. They take the time to establish those
0: rules. Yeah, if the players yeah. go to play and she glitches out, they'll think there's something wrong and they'll pull the plug. Right but then as Mark said the glitch turns out to be something that actually gives her essentially a teleporting power it becomes a huge positive right. for her. her difference becomes her strength mm-hmm. yeah. like Ralph's difference yeah. in his big meaty hands and his seemingly invulnerability yeah. becomes his strength they did a really good job with that stuff right
2: mm-hmm.
0: now the sugar rush and the big race and all of those things that happen near the end how badly did you want to play Mario Kart after watching this nonsense Oh for sure <laughs> absolutely
2: Especially when you know you can win,
1: yeah, and, and you definitely want to play it because again, it brings back that nostalgia piece. It's such a wonderful piece. I love it.
2: Oh yeah, but I love I love how they still play on Record Ralph's. You know, like he just he wrecks everything he touches, right? Like even though he's now in Sugar Rush, he's pulled the problem from
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. the
2: other game uh, oh, from Heroes, Heroes Duty. Duty. Yep. He's pulled all that, and literally, he's going to destroy Sugar Rush anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> Whether, <laughs>
0: like, which in turn makes the villain even more powerful. Oh, yeah. But every problem that he creates <laughs> by breaking stuff, he also fixes by breaking stuff. Like, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he does accidentally, tool in that toolbox. accidentally brings one of the bugs from Hero's Duty over to Sugar Rush, which... The scene of him getting to the top of the tower real quietly after the game is over and sneaking in you just know it's going to be a slapstick moment of him accidentally like engaging one of those bugs but the juxtaposition of him accidentally hitting one of those eggs after he gets the medal and now all the bugs are coming to life and attacking him and it's all going crazy while the game is still giving its end credit congratulations speech (laughs) you are the best (laughs) you'll be remembered and it'll go down in history as he's screaming and losing his mind and running around that thing on his face so good just so good, perfect slapstick, and then of course the bugs, yes, kind of absorbing the ability of whatever they eat. Similar to, it's almost like a lot of the things in this game pulled from existing things we're used to. Like it's almost like a Mega Man or Kirby sort of thing of whatever it eats, it becomes. Mm-hmm. I guess more Kirby than right. Mega Man. He mm-hmm. doesn't. And- eat anything for sure uh but the idea that later on these bugs and sugar rush you've got one of these bugs that's got like the outer shell of like a jawbreaker candy so it's nearly invincible yeah. <laughs> that was really cool <laughs> so like, good. Some, and yeah. of course turbo getting turned into like the turbo bug hybrid thing near the end nightmare yeah. fuel just nightmare yeah. fuel
1: yeah <laughs> like every good kid show <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah I also like um, with, Re- uh, with Fix-It Felix, they even played on like how he's such a perfect guy, but how he struggles with, Whoa, oh, my God, I can't believe I fix everything. Like when he's in jail oh, yeah. and he tries to break out <laughs> yeah. and he makes it worse. Yeah. He's like, as, and he's like, fixing it is a problem, actually. He's like, why
0: do I have to fix everything? That was a great gag. He's yeah. in him being in prison and the steel bars are almost broken. So he gets to hit them with the hammer and just makes them bigger and stronger and thicker. <laughs> Yeah. So good. That what was a good subversion. And then, of course, when um, you've got him and the hero's Duty, Jane Lynch's soldier character with the saddest backstory ever written
1: oh. amazing backstory. <laughs>
0: yeah, I love it. Oh my God. The bugs coming in the, out the best flashback day and like eating her husband. Yeah. Uh, but the two of them with <laughs> the trap that is Jane Lynch. At one point, and the idea of, well, if you hit him in the face, the Laffy Taffy that's hanging above him laughs and it lowers. So she keeps punching him and he keeps hitting himself in the face of the hammer to keep fixing it. <laughs> so it just yes. breaks his nose, fix it, blackens his eye, fixes it. That was, a, again, it was almost like a, a Looney Tunes-esque kind of gag. Like, it didn't yeah. feel like your traditional Disney humor. They had a bit of a different flavor to it, uh, which I appreciated. Yeah. It was pretty neat. Yeah. Really cool stuff throughout. Um, we haven't even really touched on Sarah Silverman's character, and she's a huge part of it, Vanellope von schweetz. Yeah. schweetz um, What are your thoughts on her? Go well, ahead, Wayne. I liked her. I think she's
2: adorable in it. You feel for her. I don't know. Like I said, because it's the whole loner part of it that, that makes you feel for her. And you're understanding what she's trying to do. She She's the kid, right? So when you're watching this, I get Ralph. He's being protective. He wants to help her. He's doing all the right things. Um, you just identify it. Identify with them. I would do the same thing, right? And oh, absolutely. I don't know. She's just, she's adorable in it. I, I think she's really good, actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a real, as a kid, you, you're you going to so sympathize with that. And, you, and even as an adult watching it, you can pull yourself into, yeah, like a, as a kid, you, you understood that frustration, but like, it's like, I just want to play. Just let me play. Mm-hmm. Like, let me have my turn at the yeah. game. Right. Like, I just want to be, I want to be included. And again, whether that's, you're playing a video game or you're playing a sport, whatever it is. And, and, her character so wonderfully represents that this sort of sweet innocence of just the enjoyment of playing she just wants to be accepted in play and she she's such a, she's the heart yeah.
2: yeah even when they build she's the really cart the heart of the story when they build the cart and it's an absolute mess just she's just so excited <laughs> about it like ralph Ra- Ra- thinks it's yeah. garbage <laughs> But it's just the simplest thing. Is just she's so excited about the opportunity of having her own car that she doesn't even really care what it looks like.
0: No, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, that was a fantastic little series of mini games of like building the cart. And I like they threw in <laughs> yeah. the fact that so many big games have these tiny little mini games they throw in, like heating up all of the elements to bake this cart and then painting it all. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of entertaining. <laughs> And in all of yeah. those games, it's a good foreshadowing. In all of those mini games, neither one of them is really able to do it on their own. And it becomes like kind of the first time you see them working legitimately as a team together. Like when they're trying mm-hmm. to bake it, she can't really push the thing down to heat it up enough. He's way too hard on the thing and breaks it. But then when he tries to like, you know, use his mouth and blow on the thing to get it going, she's the one telling him what levels to move it at. Like mm-hmm. they had a really good dynamic in terms of working as a duo there. And it kind of continues along from that point. I think it's the first part yeah. that they stop making fun of each other at all, really. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But she works really well as a way to one, get him used to that new world. Cause like him, we have no idea what the hell sugar rush is. So she kind of gets him used to it and explains all yes. the rules, like the, the double stripe branches that disappear when you touch them after an indeterminate length of time and things like that. Uh, but as you said, Mark, she's she's a kid she just wants to play everybody wants to be mm. included and it's such a simple motivation she has no idea of her greater purpose and apparently she's a princess and all of this whatever but none of that matters she just wants to play mm. the bloody game and that's yeah. something where yeah. you can understand that motivation you can understand ralph's motivation of just wanting to be able to go to the party have a piece of cake get recognized for what he contributes <laughs> exactly they both, One wants. all yeah, one wants to be accepted yeah, like, it's yeah. all about acceptance yeah. for both of them, Yeah. which makes sense, whereas the villain, Turbo, it's more about dominance, and it's the, no, 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 I have to be the big thing, and nobody else matters, even when he comes into Sugar Rush, it's not enough that he's there, mm-hmm. he has to become king of the place, and take away everyone's memories, and control it the way that he wants to, it's the polar opposite of what they want, they just want to be part of the group, he wants the group to be his, it's a really good yeah. Yeah. kind of push and pull between those things, uh, and... Yeah. Yeah, she can come across as, there's that risk of having that kind of character come across as kind of annoying, but I think she finds the right balance of being mm. annoying to him, but not annoying to the audience. Uh, she's just mm-hmm. funny yes. enough about the things that she says. Like, just when he says he was in the game yes. Hero's Duty, I'm sorry, where? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, was it a big duty? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Like that's just that's so, the right kind of humor, right? And then, of course, yeah, yes. by the end of it, when they're like legit friends, they had that moment where they're kind of calling each other ridiculous names back and forth, like you know, see you around General Fartburger or whatever it is she says to him. It almost yeah. reminded me of Ninja Turtles when you had Casey Jones and Donatello making fun of each other yep. when they're building the uh, fixing the truck engine there. Yeah, yeah. it had that kind of yeah. feeling to it. Uh, So for sure, it was a good kind of friendly poke at you camaraderie Mm -hmm. and it it made sense. Now, again, going back a little bit, you have that moral moment I talked about with Ralph where he's told if she wins, it'll essentially have the game unplugged leads to one of the two saddest moments in the film where he decides to break her cart while she's helplessly watching I'm a grown man and that still makes me sad to watch it. Like, that is rough. Yeah. (laughs) Like, she's just bawling. I was like, oh, I could not do that to my kids. But just the look of how sad he is or just the, I'm gonna wreck it. Boom. Yeah. Sometimes that's the hardest... Part for a
2: parent to do, right, is when they have to make a decision for their child that you know might hurt their child. I don't mean physically. I just mean – No, but break <laughs> like their heart. You make a decision that's going to break their heart but it's the it's it's the right decision for them and it's a learning experience. They just don't understand it at that yes. moment. So you can identify
0: with it. Yeah. And if you've been told the truth, it's arguably the right call to make but oh my good god. Sure. but Yeah. It makes sense that that would lead to his big sacrifice at the end where everyone's evacuating the game because the bugs have taken over and he's going to go make a beacon with this soda pop, apparently a boiling soda pop mountain with Mentos kind of kicking the top of the volcano <laughs> and he'll use it to make a beacon that will draw them away because she's <laughs> yeah. trapped in that world and the glitch can't leave so she'll basically die with them and when he's mm. up in the air falling towards it and he's convinced mm. he's going to die doesn't matter to yeah. him yes. but he's convinced he's going to die yeah. when he gives that speech again about I'm bad and that's good I will never be good and that's not bad
1: uh, I legitimately uh, get choked yes. up
0: and I know it's like film it for absolutely- kids oh, yeah. I- but that choked me up it's like that is amazing I agree yeah. <laughs> It choked me up too,
2: man. I was like, ah, that's just brilliant yeah, because man. it's, it's the sacrifice you're willing to do for a kid, right? It's yeah, it's, it's not about you anymore. It's, right. it's about something way more important
0: and what you're willing to do for it. And at the same time, it's not just a sacrifice for her, but it is like that full self acceptance that he has now of, yeah, this is my purpose and yes. I'm good with it. It's really yeah. cool.
1: Yeah. And, and again, it, it's so poignant that it, you're you're watching again an animated thing that's written better than some big blockbuster movies. Like it's just, oh, yeah. you know, their relationship is earned. You believe in it. You believe in his arc, and that moment it it just resonates so deeply because you've been on this journey with these outcasts, and you've kind of laughed and you know watched them fail. And here it is. It's it's their big yeah. moment. Oh yeah. Um, and again, it's just so so good.
2: And then I get choked up again right at the end, again, when he's back into that acceptance, back into his game, Mm -hmm. and he's loving his role as a villain. Oh, yeah. And I love that final when he's like, "My, my favorite part of the day is when I get lifted up. Because for those two seconds, I can see her, and if that girl, if that girl likes me, then how bad can I be? And I was like, oh, yeah. boom, bri- brilliant oh. ending. It chokes oh, yeah. you up again. It's, yeah. it's amazing.
0: I love the eight-bit sprite of him yeah. that's smiling as they lift him up to throw him off the building. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just, yeah, it's adorable stuff, right? Yeah. Like just yeah. all of the little touches that kind of make the the film kind of stand out you have that big arc and those character but all those little touches like the the different side characters they have the Mm. the interaction of these characters amongst each other it's clearly written by a you know a group of people that legitimately love video games like this isn't hey studio exec you know throw together something these are people who clearly have played as long as us if not longer like
2: yeah they yes. they knew what to include, what people would smile at, what people would like to see in the background, and yeah. I I remember when I first saw this film, I was I, obviously it's Pixar, you're gonna go see it anyway, but I was on the fence. I was like, I don't know what to expect from this film. And when it came out, it blew my expectations away. I remember I was like, I yeah, I thought it would be gimmicky. Th- exactly, so thought I, be gimmicky. I thought exactly. I thought it'd be gimmicky.
1: Yes, I thought they would overdo the cameos. Right, I thought it would yeah. just be excessive there's so no real story. Explainable. Yeah. Right. Like it would just be, oh, here's an excuse to throw things in. Exactly. We should have known better. It's Pixar. <laughs>
0: well, and yeah. yeah, I mean, they've got a solid track record, but it's one of those things that where Then they made part two. Well, yeah. it's kind of on oh, right. par with what we look at with, with what we're doing is you've been burned enough times by video game adaptations. You're like, okay, an adaptation about yeah. all the video games? Well, this will just hurt more than any single one. And it turns out yeah. to be... yeah. Probably the best story I've seen out of them. And again, the only reason I can't say it's the best video game to film adaptation (laughs) is because it's not really a direct adaptation. But it is a really well told story that incorporates not just these video game elements, but some of the themes of a video game and some of these existential kind of crises that would exist from it. Like if you're doing the same thing Mm -hmm. over and over, do you start to grow tired of it like these villains do? Do you start to question your existence? That's a really weird thing to have in a kid's film, but they they pull it off well.
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, because even as adults, we can identify it, right? Each of us go to work every day and do our mundane tasks over and over and over, eight hours a day to get our paycheck. Uh, And Some of us, we sit down and contemplate our life and say,
0: is this what (laughs) I really
2: want to be doing? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Can I live with the fact that
0: this is all I'm going to do? You know? It's true. I'm the villain at work, so I can completely identify. You know, um, <laughs> But you're not a bad guy. But you're not I'm a bad, bad guy. But, I'm not, okay. bad but guy, I'm not a
2: bad guy. But I'm not a bad guy.
0: Uh, but it's my favorite line. How you know many times, oops, you know many times only, I say that? The only real regret, frustration, whatever that I have isn't even a problem with the film itself. It's the fact that if you were ever going to have a video game adaptation of a film... I wanted this one to have a racer built off of this movie. Candy Rush, yeah. The track right. that they yes. race on in Sugar Rush. Okay, so let's go through it. You have a canyon <laughs> where gigantic uh, I guess, like gumballs are rolling back and forth that will crush you. You have super-powered things like the, what was it, shooting the ice cream shot at someone behind them, and it turns them into a piece yeah. of pie with ice cream on it. You have an entire cake <laughs> that you drive up like it's a mountain spiraling upwards, with cherry bombs along the side of it that can be lit and exploded. <laughs> like the sheer amount of awesome ideas in this one track, give me a game with twelve tracks yeah. of this yeah. nonsense. I will play the hell yeah. out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I, like I know there is record rail video games. I've never played any of them. I don't know if there's more than one even. I'm, I'm but I'm not actually, a racer like, that I plural, know. But I think yeah. there were just those cheap. It- it, again, games based on movies are usually horrible. They're always quickly made yeah. to, to be released at the same <laughs> time really as the, the film op- to opposite, cash in.
0: The opposite way. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. The only thing worse than a, a video game adapted to a film is a film adapted to a video game. It's a film adapted to
2: a video <laughs> game, yeah. I'm curious now. I'm going to look into it. I'm going to go play it.
0: <laughs> You're going to be like, this is the best game I've ever played. Oh, jeez. I have no real complaints. I can watch this thing again and again. Surprisingly, the only thing mm-hmm. I haven't done is watch the sequel yet because I... Again, there was that apprehension of is, is this just a movie to show off like the Star Wars and Marvel and everything being bought by Disney? So I've held off from it.
1: Yeah,
2: it's not a bad film, but it's it's not even on the same level as the first
1: one. That's what I no, expect. It's, it's a movie that didn't need a sequel, and when you you have a movie that no, doesn't need absolutely. a sequel, no,
0: you just got a mini review inside this review. Watch Wreck It Ralph, but maybe don't watch Wreck It Ralph <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. We just did two films apparently. <laughs> I'll find out for myself <laughs> yes, one you. day. But it sounds like we're all thoroughly in agreement on this film. Uh, is there anything Absolutely in particular that I have missed that you guys want to point out that is, like, really awesome for you in this film? Anything that stood out? Only thing I can think of is I appreciate that Ed O'Neill is the the voice of the the arcade manager because I just... I like it, O'Neill. It's yeah. great when he gets work. <laughs>
2: uh, well, one thing I know we don't really talk too much about on, on some of the other films, but it is noticeable on this one, is is the music. I really like oh, the yeah. music. I found all the music mm-hmm. for the certain arcades or even the or- orchestral parts for the story elements. It all works perfect to what is happening. And oh, that, yeah. that's rare sometimes when every scene has such different types of music
0: and it all works i would agree yeah like you can feel the difference between yeah. the thematic orchestral epic halo like Heroes duty the really catchy japanese pop song that plays for sugar rush yeah. in the background is great. <laughs> yeah, like mm-hmm. it's, and it all you, suits it it's amazing if you sit through the credits halfway through the credits there's a song about wreck it ralph himself <laughs> Yeah. It's oh hilarious. God. And it made me laugh. Yeah. The lyrics in it were pretty good. So, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. The music on this one is one of the standouts. But again, as you've said, it's not surprising with Pixar. I They yeah. tend to have a pretty solid track record. Not everything they make is perfect, but everything they make is something that they've yeah. wanted to make. So you can always feel that passion behind it, right?
2: Yeah, for sure. Exactly.
0: But next time we yeah, uh, we get yeah. together, I'm actually going to posit this to you, gentlemen. Right now, we're going to continue with a few more of video game inspired adaptations, and I give you a choice between Tron, the arguably first video game adaptation I can think of in terms of let's show a video game on screen, and the Last Starfighter, where video games save the world. Where do we sit, gentlemen? Last Starfighter.
2: I'm good with either. He Last, Starfighter. First. Last Starfighter. Last Starfighter. It is. Starfighter. So
0: when uh, when we meet again, we will be witnessing video games save the world they're just that damn important oh yeah they're an important again, training thank tool. you for joining us on PressX reload i have been nick moore with me were wayne Brissett and mark afnis gentlemen it's been a pleasure i can fix it let's do it
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: we'll talk to you again soon adios You've been listening to Press X to Reload. Today's episode featured the voices of Mark Athanis, Wayne Brissett, and Nick Moore. Our theme music was composed by Jack Fierik and performed and realized by Sam Fierik. If you like what you've heard today, subscribe and never miss an episode. Or tell a friend, leave a review, we'll take all the bonus XP we can get. If you have suggestions or feedback, you can contact Nick Moore via his email, retrogamingfool at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you on the next stage.